What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Inside the Multiverse podcast. I am your girl, your host, your homie, Queen Breezy, or Crown Breezy. Listen, today I am starting a brand new recap series for Power Book 4, 4, starring Joseph Sikora as the one and only, the infamous Tommy Egan. We're going to recap each episode each week and find out where his journey is leading him while he's in Chicago. Uh, We're in season one, episode one. The title of the episode is called A Short Fuse But a Long Memory. Now, if y'all power fans that really know Tommy Egan, he has a very short fuse. If anything or anybody crosses him, it is not going to end well for that person or that thing involved. And sometimes it, it backfires on him. Anyway, so we're going to get into this episode because it this was a builder ep- episode and I feel like this episode was the right was the start of them portraying each character. So, again, welcome to the Inside the Multiverse podcast and enjoy this first episode recap of Power Book 4 Force. All right, we open up the episode where Tommy is driving down the road going towards his destination, which is actually L.A., but he is going down the road, and as he's driving, he's having these recaps of losing Keisha, Raina, and even Ghost, and he, as he's having these recaps, he starts speeding faster, and I'm just like, Tommy, what we're not going to do is have you off yourself in the first episode because I don't know what I would do if you were not there. So as he is, of course he go, he's going faster and faster and faster and faster until he realizes he, by this time he done cut the lights off. He going around the curves and it's just like, Tommy, don't do it. Cause now these type is these type of roads that don't have no rail ends, nothing. So he finally comes back to himself and it's, pumps the brakes on the car, he lets out a yell. Something that I think he probably needed to do that had he hadn't done since losing Ghost. And he decides to make a little detour into Chicago. And this is where his new journey begins. Welcome to Power Book 4, Force. Now, before we actually get into the episode, this theme song actually fits the aesthetic of the show. Now, granted, it's only the first episode, but I feel like this theme song does fit the aesthetic of what the show is going to be about and the character of Tommy Egan. So we'll see what happens with that and where this journey leads them after of course, this first episode. We get these this opening scene post-credits where Tommy pulls up in the neighborhood in front of this house. He has a phone call with a guy about being there in California to handle some, uh, some type of business deal. Then he pulls out a picture of himself when he was a child and with the description on the back of it. Please don't ask me what it said because I really didn't pay attention. Um, then he... He was actually looking for somebody that lived in the house. At this point in the episode, we don't know who it is, 
but later on, once I get to it, uh, we'll find out who it is. <clears throat> then someone who probably lives in the neighborhood came up and hit the car. Well, that was the first mistake. And uh, talking about that he that Tommy owed him a uh, parking fee. Now, I said, first of all, what we're not going to do, Tommy, is kill nobody in this first five minutes of this darn episode because I know you and you like to to, to to kill before you ask. And I was just like, Tommy, whatever you do, please don't kill this man. He was talking about uh, it was a parking fee, it was private parking, and he was the tax man. He tried, And then inevitably he ch- pulled out a knife on Tommy, and I'm like, um, sir, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Tommy showed him his piece. He was like, oh, man. I was like, yeah, you, you don't know who you you messing with, so I suggest you just go on about your business and leave Tommy alone. But before he let the dude go, he asked him about the old lady that was buried, that used to live in the house that where was she buried. He was like, she's not dead. She lives in a nursing home of sorts called Mulhern. He was like, what the F is with Mulhern's? And we find out that it's a nursing home, and he goes into the building looking around, and he sticks out like a complete sore thumb. I'm like, Tommy, Tommy, whomever you're looking for, just come back later. Because right now you're sticking out too much like a sore thumb. So... He eventually sees the person that he wants to see, but then he has this shook look on his face, and he eventually leaves. All right, so we flip the script over to the pre the pre zone, where we meet this guy by the name of Diamond Samson, who, when we find out later in the episode that he had been incarcerated for fifteen years uh, as the head of a gang called the chicago brothers incorporated or the cbi where in diamond is there i think he was on his last day and he was cutting this old man's hair he was having this conversation uh about why he was taking so long and diamond was like i gotta make this cut last because i don't know when i'm gonna see you the next time old man said uh bruh i don't need to ever i don't need to ever see you back in here you go do what you need to do as a free man and don't land your ass back up in him. Yes, I said the, the A word. Anyway, so after he cuts the man's hair, he goes back to his, he's going back to his cell. And there are like three, two to two or three men that are having a conversation. It was like, let, let's let him get comfortable while he's on the outside and then we're going to make a phone call. I'm like, Hmm. who are they and why are they messing with diamond so we'll hopefully somewhere down the line we'll find out who they are and why they are messing with diamond all right so we flip the script back to tommy tommy was walking into this bar and sits down and we meet this bartender by the name of gloria she a black woman. She definitely a black woman. She black. And immediately she, the, you could tell that there was a bunch of sexual tension between the two. Tommy, I I knew from the moment he started talking to her and he was smiling and just 
flirting with her. I said, yeah, Tommy going to hit that very soon. I didn't expect it to be the first episode, but he hit that. So, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, He was asking, he had walked in and was like, something smells good. She was like, it's pepper pot soup. I've never heard of pepper pot soup uh, until this episode. And uh, and she was like, most people had never heard of it. If they did, they can't get past the tripe. I will never, ever in my life eat anything with tripe in it. Um, that's but that's just my personal preference. But um, he was like, "Yeah, let me get some of that pepper pot soup." She was like, "Okay, cool," but come back later tonight when the kitchen is actually open. And Tommy was like, "So your kitchen is not open?" And she was like, "Nope." And I was like, "You do realize that's a double meaning, right?" Because he he mean he mean the food, but he also means something else. Because that's how Tommy works. He see a beautiful woman, he just wanna whatever whatever's going on in that situation, he'll handle that and then he'll want something else after. That's just how Tommy rolls. All right. And then yeah, Tommy, I don't know what it is about Tommy and, and black women. He love he love him some black women, but he do have he do have a preference for uh redheads as well. Like i.e. Holly. We know how that ended up for her because her stupid tail. But that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. And then his mom's a redhead too. So, of course, his he get it from his daddy about ha- uh, having a thing for redheads. Anyway, so, yeah, they continue to have this whole flirting back and forth. Uh, and he couldn't get his pepper pot soup that, at that point. So, he asked her for another shot of Jameson. And they just kept flirting. I was like, okay. This is not, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not going to go the way I think I want it to go. But it's going to go the way I know how the power of the universe works So this at this point. So, eventually, they get to having relations with each other. And the conversation turns into, do you really know? Well, we find out that she has been married before, but not long enough because her husband was in the military and was deployed, but never came back. That's why she had his dog tags. And uh, she asked him, has he ever thought about getting married? He said he came close once. Keisha. But as we all know, Tasha shot Keisha in the head. Because she thought that Keisha was going to go snitch. So, that left Cash without a mother. So, I think at this point, if I remember correctly, Cash is living with his dad. I don't know. I don't remember. But I think at this point, Cash is living um, living with his dad. So, we flip back. To when Diamond is getting released from prison. He's uh getting his stuff back from when he went in to prison 15 years ago. The guard and some the old man. The guard and the old man had get gave Diamond a a, a clipper set to get him started because he of course he that's his trade. He cut hair. So as he was getting his stuff before he got the clipper set. 
uh, the guard was speaking about his uh, J's that could go on Spot X for X amount of dollars, but he said he'll get him a buck fifty for him right then. Diamond was like, I don't know what Spot X is, but I know these J's worth more than a buck fifty. And then that's when the guard gave him the Clipper set and was like, something to get you started. He said, uh, Diamond told him, thank you. And he eventually actually gave him the jo- the Jordan. So he walks out of the prison. He's going out. It, of course, at this point, at this time in the show, it is wintertime. So it's bunches of snow. He, the man walked out with no shoes on with socks. So we, we get it. He come out, he go out the gate and his little brother, is there to pick him up. The little brother sees that his older brother doesn't have no shoes on. He almost tried to get himself hurt, but Diamond stopped him and was like, boom, let's go. I gave him away. It ain't no big deal. All I want is really is my freedom. Um, and so he, he took the, he took the time to really appreciate like the water and the snow and just being out in civilization again, instead of being cooped up in a, a, a cell. So they eventually leave and they go head towards where they, where they was going. And yeah, that that's the that's the first part of the episode. Stay tuned for more. All right, so back into it. We have Tommy still at the bar, smoking him a cigarette. He's gonna get ready to go in and get his food here shortly. But this car pulls up and we meet uh Damn, what is his name? Victor Flint. Not yeah, Victor Flynn. He is the son of who we eventually meet, Walter Flynn. He tells Tommy to move his car. Tommy's like, uh, keep going. I'm not I'm not gonna move my car. So Vic gets out of the car. He's about to step to Tommy. I'm like, first of all, sir, uh, that's the wrong thing to do, first off. Uh, because you don't know how Tommy roll. Tommy will kill you and then be like, oh, that's you afterward. So I step into him, showing him showing him a gun is not really going to scare him. He done been through it all. He done probably seen it all. So I, I don't understand why you why he thought that Tommy was going to be scared that he just going to walk up and show show a gun and just. Be like, oh, I'm sorry. Da, 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 da. And then, of course, you know, in the midst of this whole thing, they did one of the guys is like, this Boston dude. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. Tommy is not. Tommy's not from. Tommy's not from Boston. He he's from New York. And I, I don't think. I don't think that. Um, at least I don't think that Tommy is from from anywhere from Boston. I know he's from New York. So I don't understand why that was the first city the guy thought of when he was trying to describe Tommy. He was like, man, fuck Larry Bird and fuck Tom Brady. I said, hold up. First of all, we're not going to say that to either one of them. But y'all know how I feel about my, the great Tom Brady, the GOAT, the seven-time champion. 
I said, so y'all just, so this, in the first episode, y'all gonna dog my dude and be like, man, fuck Tom Brady. Well, I understand why majority of the world hates Tom Brady, but again, you can't deny he's not the GOAT. He, he is the GOAT of the NFL. He's the Michael Jordan of the NFL. He has more championships than any other franchise in NFL history, so I would see why there he has haters. He has people that don't like him. Probably will never will like him. Um, probably because he's beaten all all of the teams that are in the NFL, including the one he used to play for in uh, the Patriots. But I digress. Back to the episode. So uh, there's another an older gentleman. He works for Walter Flynn which we'll get to him in shortly, but uh, he, of course, tries to calm the situation down and pol- not, I don't want to say politely, but he more calmly asked Tommy to move his vehicle and sent Vic and Simon in to get the money from the diner from Gloria. Uh, so, what else happened? I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, they tried to they tried to fight Tommy, and I'm just like, bruh, bruh, no. It is just what you're not gonna do is win against Tommy, because Tommy will kill you and just uh smoke him another cigarette and move on. It was just a lot going on in this particular scene that I'm not gonna get into. All right, so speaking of Walter Flynn. We get the scene where he's walking into his house. He's going into his study and he sees his daughter, Claudia Flynn, or Claude, or whatever you want to call her. She's uh, Walter's daughter. She is the one that keeps the books for the family and keeps the business legit. Remind you of anybody? Well, so uh, Claudia asks her father, where's Vic? What's he doing? What's he up to? He's like handling some business. Well, she's like, well, you know, I I handle the books, but you know, you can always ask me to do more. So Walter was like, so give me hands. She He grabbed her hands and was like, do you really think that your hands and your arms and your body is made for the streets? No. So what I need you to do is keep the books, keep us legit, and look after me. That's all you got to do. And the look on Claudia's face was like, so this is what I'm meant to do for the rest of my natural born life. Yes, I have money coming in forever and a day, but I honestly feel like that Claudia wants to do more than just keep the books. So we'll see what happens with that. We'll see what happens with her and her relationship with her father, her brother, I think they said in the episode that their mother had passed away. I don't know if that's true or not. Any, but we'll we'll find out more. Again, this is the first episode, so I'm sure we'll get more information, more details on this particular family and what could be in store between Tommy and the Flynn family. Uh, I will go ahead and jump ahead towards the end of the episode where um, the Tommy was. Drive, getting ready to drive out of Chicago, but he was um, blocked in by uh, vehicles belonging to the Flynn family. So he, he 
basically kidnapped his ass and took him to the mansion where they live. Him and Walter had this whole back and forth. I'm just like, Tommy, as long as you don't try to kill nobody, uh, we good. So I feel like at some point during this whole season, Tommy and Walter and the whole Flynn family are going to work together. But Tommy's probably eventually going to try to take over. We'll see. How, we'll see what happens with that. <clears throat> I'm trying to think. Oh, in the diner. I don't know if Gloria and Victor are dating. They were dating. They were engaged, married, whatever. And they broke up. Or he probably did something for them to break up. And he's trying to get her back and not blase, blase. But we get this scene where uh, Simon, who is like one of the henchmen for Victor, he goes outside to take a piss. Uh, he's on the phone talking to somebody. Tommy's walking out there. Of course, I knew once Tommy walked out there, I was like, one or two things is about to happen. Either Tommy just going to outright whoop his ass or Tommy's just going to outright kill him. He he ain't going to ask no questions, nothing. He's just going pull out, to pull out his silencer, put the silencer on, bam. And be gone. Oh no. Then when I tell you I cracked up as Tommy was basically beating the dog piss out of him, like breaking his head, punching him in the face, breaking his nose, breaking his arm. He was and Simon was like, You really don't want to do this. Tommy and Simon was like, Oh, but I think I want to. I was like, Yeah, I took Simon. I we the we the fans tried to tell you. Don't mess with Tommy, cause Tommy's straight up crazy. Tommy, Tom, the two people, and I'm gonna go on a bit of a rant here for a minute. The two people that I think could be the best of friends are on two separate shows. One being Tommy Egan, and the other being Rip Wheeler from uh, Yellowstone. I said them two motherfuckers right there is crazy. So, and they would be the they would cause so much havoc. To anyone that got in their way, no one, I don't think anyone would be able to really stop them for real, for real. I really don't think anybody would be able to stop them. I I don't see it unless there is somebody in the either universe that could stop them. Ain't nobody's going to stop them. And so... I'm trying to think what else happened. Oh, let's get to my favorite part of the whole gosh darn episode. So, Victor was going to make a drop, a, a drug drop, and he get he's calling Simon. He don't know everything that's happened with Simon just yet. So he call he's calling him, calling him. He's not picking up. And then all of a sudden he hear he calls again and he hears the phone like right next to him. He's like, what the hell? And then all of a sudden you see Tommy with the phone. He's like, I don't even try it. He got the silence of gun in his hand. He's like, I don't try it. He's like, get the F out the car. I said, oh, oh Lord, help us all. This finna be, this finna be either brilliant by Tommy or this finna be the dumbest thing Tommy has ever done. 
post not having ghosts. So the two what they walking down into the uh, area where they're trying to make the drop. He's like, "How many people supposed to be there? It's supposed to be one." Uh, and and it was two of them. He's like, "Okay, cool. We got the numbers on our favor bit." And he tried to stop and turn around. He and Tommy was like, "Man, look, I ain't got no ifs to give. I I will." I will lay you out right here and not even think twice about it. I said, uh, Vic, if you know what's good for you and your life, you might want to just keep walking. So he kept on walking. He got down there to his informant, which is uh, Diamond's younger brother, Jay, uh, from the CBI. So they down there trying to make a, a drug drop. And it's these two tweaked out kids that you could obviously tell that it was their first deal or first drop so they have this whole back and forth banter and tommy and it, it didn't take tommy long to figure out that these it's their first ever drop clearly they didn't check to make sure that the drugs was legit they didn't do this this and this to make sure everything was in order you could tell that these two was just tweaked out of their mind. They didn't know what they didn't know if it was coming or going back or forward, side to side. They didn't know. So they ended up going into a shootout. Uh, Jay's gun jammed. Victor over in the other corner hiding because he ain't trying to get shot. So Tommy had to be the boss that he is and just pow, pow, pow. I was like, hmm. First of all, in my brain, I'm like, well, Vic don't know what the hell he doing. So, this is not only going to look bad on him, it's going to look badly on the family, his dad, sister, everything. So, I don't know how in the world he's going to try to explain his way out of this one. So, um... Tommy to afterwards, Tommy was like, Y'all can go ahead and thank me for saving y'all lives. And you know, I don't really do this for free. I said, Yep, I knew it was coming. Uh, Tommy don't never do stuff for free. And so Victor gave him the money. Oh, I forgot to mention the fact that Victor came in late. Which means he didn't have all the money with him. So that really set everything off. Tommy was like, how you going to come to a drop and don't have all the money? I said the same thing. And I was just like. That's 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 crazy. So the money that Vic had, he ended up giving it to Tommy. And then he grabbed the bag of the the duffel bag of drugs, and as Tommy was making his way out, old dude uh, Jay said, "Looked at Tommy, was like, hey, man, that's my bag right there. You gonna run that back?'" Tommy literally held up the duffel bag in front of his face and zipped it and walked out. I said, "That is classic Tommy Egan right there." I said, "You might as well just let it go." He got the bag. He got the money. He told y'all he don't do this shit for free. He, y'all had to pay somehow. I was just like, yeah. 
only Tommy Egan would do some ish like that and get away with it, and you would you can't even be mad because you just be like, well, I'm gonna go and take that L because if you don't take that L and you try to go run after him, all he got to do is turn around and go bow, and you'll be done for. But who else? What else happened in this episode? Do we meet anybody else? Oh, oh. Jay and Diamond go to the CBI barbershop that was there for them and when they could have and, and did all of what they did. So Jay tells Diamond that he now owns the barbershop. He can do whatever he wants with it and be the businessman that he knows he can be. that but um and i just i'm just happy that diamond gets to have this fresh start and be able to bring in business and bring in legit money to support himself and whomever he whomever else he's going to be supporting i'm just i mean i'm curious to find out about who this dude is that came into the barbershop talking like he knew him now, mind you, he had a badge on, so I was just like, he got to be some type of parole officer or, or some something. He got to be some type of officer to where he knew who Diamond was and why he went to jail. So we'll see what happens with that. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Oh, Tommy got it in. Like I said, Tommy got it in. On uh, in the first episode with old girl Gloria, and I'm just like, only Tommy, only Tommy would be able to get that on the first night and first episode. I was just like, well, we're gonna be seeing a lot of this in the show. I can almost guarantee you that we will. Um, and I think for the most part, I think that's it for the show itself i'm trying to make sure i'm thinking through my brain to make sure i'm thinking through my brain just to make sure because i don't want to leave nothing out oh uh victor and his his sister uh claudia i was about to say gloria victor and his sister claudia were having this conversation about him and what he was doing with everything in the business and how he was going about things the wrong way. Victor basically told her, listen, you ain't got to worry about me. You do you. I do me bit. Nothing really to talk about there. And that's the whole bar, the whole barber shop. And I told y'all about Tommy talking to Walter. And after the conversation, he had gotten in the car and was talking to the old dude that he was supposed to meet up with, meet up with in California. And he, the guy from California, kept telling Tommy, "Listen, I need you in. I need you here because we're supposed to get this deal done." Blase, blase. Tommy was like, "You know what? Bump all that. I'm not coming to California. I'm staying here in Chicago." Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm my own boss. I don't work for nobody. He clicked, hung up the phone, and did a whole U-turn and went back into the city of Chicago. So we'll see what happens next with Tommy in the show. The new episode. By the time this drops, 
which will be Friday, um, we'll be getting closer to the new episode for uh, Power Book 4, Force, on Sunday. And then, of course, we'll do this all over again next week until the end of the end of the season and i'm looking forward to talking so much about this show uh if you have not briefly we're gonna go into um the season finale of book two ghost listen season three of book two ghost might be their best one yet Cause it's so many, so many ways they could go in season three. Monet finding out that Lorenzo killed Zeke. Oh, uh, let's see. What else happened? What what's gonna happen now that Blanca is back and investigating Mecca's death? And she has the picture of uh security cam picture of Tariq at the desk. Um because we all know that's gonna get pinned on him again. And I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot going on because Monet just, uh, at the end of the episode, Monet found out that Zeke was dead. Uh, she's the one that killed Mecca. They're probably going to pin out both uh, Carrie and Mecca's murders. Carrie, Mecca, and Zeke's murders all on Tariq uh, once again. And they're going to have to write in a way for, listen, I know, I know, I know Omari said that Ghost is dead. But they're going to have to write in somehow that let Ghost come back and try to fix all of this. Because Tariq's going to be in some shit. And especially, ooh, ooh, and I forgot, Lauren is dead. And I need to know how Tariq is going to react when he find out that Effie is the one that set it all up. Until next time, y'all, I am your girl, your host, your humble host, crowned Breezy Queen, Breezy or Breezy. Listen, next week, we'll get into episode two of the series for Power Book 4, and we're going to have some fun while doing it. Again, if you're not following me on any of my socials, please do so at on Twitter at Miss Breezy Reigns, Instagram at Crown Breezy, uh, and twitch.tv slash Crown Breezy. Again, on Twitch, I'll be on Twitch Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. Please come hang out. Hang out with your girl and come come vibe out. We Friday, we're gonna be talking about power on Twitch. So that conversation should be interesting to say the least until next time i love you guys peace